If you're the kind of dad who packs five nights of clothes into a backpack just so you don't have to check a bag and they make you check it anyway, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life. And we also celebrate dads, whatever your backpack may look like. This is season number six, Six. episode number 11. Almost lost count, Coach. Our guest today is going to be John Waldman. And we are calling this episode Planes, Trains, and Dads. Why? Because Jonathan Waldman is a marketing executive with Amtrak. He was also a marketing executive with Marriott not too long ago. Also does some stand-up comedy. You might remember his name from our Father's Day comedy special, which we uploaded back in June. We're looking forward to hearing a little more about Amtrak and how the train industry has survived COVID and how it could be a good alternative to flying, especially nowadays It is, after all, the holiday season. My name is Adam D., and it is not only my great pleasure, but I feel like it is my necessary duty to introduce to you my good friend and podcasting partner, Coach Randy. Hello, Coach. Hello, Coach. You know what? You said duty. It didn't take long. It never takes long You know, maybe I should have introduced you as the juvenile side of our podcast partnership. I can always count on you, Coach. I just want to throw a couple things out, but it is happy. I'm happy to be here. It's hard to believe. Season 6, episode 11. Looking yeah. forward to talking to Jonathan. Uh, I happen to know Jonathan. We've had some pleasure, some time spending time So you know him, him because yeah. he, um, he he had the honor of being one of my roasters for yes. my 40th. Correct. Which you had the great pleasure, mm-hmm. the, the giddy pleasure of mm-hmm. hosting, of being the MC. Yes. When I had my 40th birthday party, yes. you hosted that roast. It was a wonderful time. It was yeah. a great roast. I can't wait for the 50th. I mean, I've never seen anybody rush to a job so quickly. And I did it for free. Yeah, <laughs> and it shows. It did show. <laughs> it did show. Great to be here. You know what else shows, Adam D? Our love and support from Becky Berman. Becky Berman of Berman Branding. I knew there was an angle there. I just, I just wasn't sure. I was waiting for the bridge. There you go. All right, Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Uh, you're going to want to visit BermanBranding.com because Becky and her awesome team of designers and marketers and consultants. They will give you a marketing or web designer graphic design plan that your business will not only enjoy, but get a lot of mileage out of. Coach Randy, he's using Becky Berman and Berman Branding for his business. Of course, Becky and her awesome graphic design team designed the Bone Daddy logo that you see featured on social media. Outstanding work from Becky Berman and BermanBranding.com. So Adam D., we both had interesting weeks with our kids. Yeah. Um... Real quick, I understand that uh, Perry did the, uh, the, the 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 life right, the, the the movement of life in high school as a junior to take the ACT. The ACT. So you have the SATs and the ACTs. Correct. So we did the PSAT and we did the and the ACT, mm-hmm. right? And um, just like me, it was the PSAT scores. So we're not doing the SATs. Mm-hmm. That's just it's not going to be her thing. Mm-hmm. We said let's go with the ACT. Mm-hmm. She did better on the pretest, and we also felt that. The ACT is a a better measurement of what you learn in high school. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not the best guy to listen to. I I feel like all of these standardized tests are BS. Yes. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Yep. 
Oh, Coach, yes. something to say about this? I agree. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for joining me in my echo chamber. Absolutely. All right. Now, look, I, I did not, I took the SAT twice and did horrible. So I did the ACT and I actually aced the English yeah. part. And I think that was the tipping point for me actually getting accepted into colleges. Okay. Right? I had a ton of extracurricular. Oh, heaps of personality and Absolutely. charm. Yes. Right? That's Ra- what they care about. Grades per- were okay. That's what they care about your personality. He's a yeah. good personality. Yeah. That's, that's what you say about the fat guy. When you're <laughs> saying, hey, we're trying to set this guy up with somebody. Yeah. All right. It's a good personality. So, great personality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when it came to you know grades, I was okay. Uh, when it came to the standardized tests, I was okay until I took the act and I did mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I was from this camp of, you know, I realize we're in COVID, but suck it up. Yeah. And I had to go through it and standardized tests are yeah. part of the deal. It is It is a rite of passage. Now, I look at these tests. Now this is you know, 30 years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I read some of these questions, you know, because we got the practice tests yes. that Perry was doing. And I'm like... What the hell are we doing here? It's crazy. What, what is the point of this? I'm with you, Adam D. Right? Is this just about critical thinking? Amen. Is this just about puzzles? Amen. You know, we're, taking, we're taking a sentence and we just want to rearrange Amen. it. Amen. How is this going to help? How is this going to help my daughter and the countless hundreds of thousands? You're preaching to the choir, brother. You're preaching to the choir. Other high school kids Ugh, who are I can't trying to get it. into college. It's just nonsense. But you know what? Yeah. Studied hard. Uh, the last few months, four, yeah. four months or so, she did everything she needed to. We got her the tutor. Yeah. Met with the tutor once mm-hmm. a week. Tutor gave her all, all the tests, put her through her paces. Mm-hmm. When it was time to buckle down, Perry buckled down and did her tests. And then yesterday, you talk about rites of passage. Woke up at mm-hmm. 6.30 in the morning. Did her diligence. Get her to this school, yeah. a high school that wasn't even her own, yeah. where she wasn't going to be with kids from Wearing layers in a foreign place, in a foreign location. 7.30, I drop Masking her off. up, I'm sure, Net, wearing a mask. Yeah. No, not only masking up, but we get to the school and somebody said, you have to wait outside till we're ready for you. So it's, and it was so cold. and outside yeah. in the rain. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all the other kids are now starting to pile up and... In front of the school, it can be very nerve wracking, and I'm not trying to give everybody a. That can't be. It is. It is nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking. Yeah. It's for a 17 year old kid. It's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that the whole exercise is. It, it needs to be reworked, and I know that these standardized test it's companies are making a lot of money off I mean, this. Yeah, they don't want it to stop because they they want the money. They need the money, but I gotta tell you, I think colleges, hopefully willing, because I know that they. Uh, with COVID, they decided to dismiss it so much they can yep. continue to do so. I'm with you. Yeah, but so, she's a trooper though. She did well. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out in about two weeks. I know again that she she studied hard. I have to imagine she did at least incrementally better than her practice test. Yeah. And you know, we gave her a minimum goal because mm-hmm. we looked at some of the schools mm-hmm. that she's interested in, mm-hmm. and they said this is the average. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the minimum. This is mm-hmm. sort of the highest we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We said, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Get to the minimum goal, and if it works in your favor, we'll mm-hmm. submit. Yeah. And if it doesn't, we'll try to put the emphasis on your grades. Mm-hmm. And she is an outstanding student, high honor roll again. Yeah. So that's really where she thrives. She's got a lot of great volunteering extracurriculars, and I think that that combination is far more important than a test that you study for for one Saturday morning. No, I, I can't agree with you more. And I will let you know that there is life after all this, and she'll go to college, you know, she, all yep. those different pieces. I, I know because I have two kids. We sat through it. We went through it. They both went to college. They both graduated. I mean, now, you know, there's, there's big kids, big problems, little kids, little problems. Uh-huh. You have high school problems. I mean, um, so I promise you. Um, she'll get through it. It's mm-hmm. hard for you know our kids to believe it at that moment because 
they think their life is somehow determined by a test. Yes. And that's what I can't stand about it. It is so much more. But well, it, I love it how they, they take it personal. Yeah. It's like, this test is meant to make me feel, this test is, is meant to bother me and make me wake up early on a Saturday morning. You know, when you're 16 years old, that's the perspective <laughs> you get. I mean, you'd rather be sleeping and other things. I, I just hope, but it's just the rite of passage you just go through. It teaches resilience and you realize, you know, it's one of those moments in life that you look back on and I... I don't remember my test scores. I, 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 I don't care about my test scores. You know. I, I, mean, I graduated college. I somehow persevered. So and Look at you. We're, <laughs> yeah, downstairs in the den. You've got a den <laughs> where we're recording, and you can afford it. So uh, And a wonderful middle-class American yeah. life. But, but I did tell <laughs> Living her, the look, dream. I, I said, even though it's annoying, and yeah. even though you're studying information just for this test, think about it. Mm-hmm. When you want to go for a certain certification... Right, whether it's like a Microsoft certification or a trade certification, like I, I just yeah. finished a, a certification program mm-hmm. for coaching and organizational development. There are exams, there yeah. are tests, right, Lunatic to measure em. your knowledge. Just... There are uh, practicums mm-hmm. that you have to do or practica that you have to complete. So there is hard work that has to be done if you want to elevate your game. Mm-hmm. And I know in Europe, in order to get into some of the finest universities, there are entrance exams. Mm-hmm. That you have to take. Mm-hmm. So I realize again, we talked about context. Balance. The, the act and the SATs, you're probably never you call good. It the act. I like how you call it the act. Yeah, the, the, AC, the ACT. <laughs> the I call ACT. it the act because in, in my company, yeah. we have an act. I got you. And it's the annual compliance training. Yes. So that is something we make everybody yeah, do too, yeah. because of the regulatory But it's referred nature. to as the ACT. The ACT. The yes. ACT to the kid yeah. world. Yeah, absolutely. So that was my. That was my weekend with my daughter and my son. Things were a little bit mild. You know, yeah. I'm constantly getting educated yes. by my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves to volunteer education, whether I ask <laughs> for it or not. So first, he uh, he taught me how to dab up. And I, I thought dab was just like the... No, no, no. no the dab arm up. across the No, no, face. that is dab old up. school dab. That is that is now so old school dab. So dab up is a handshake. It's, yeah, and it's it's not just any handshake. Do you know how to dab up? Uh, I have been taught just dabby. All right, so what you didn't see, folks, right, but, that, but that, that, that's not the dab. That is what no. we did growing up. Yes, the arm across the face. And that's the a real dab, yeah. Right. Dabbing up it, is... Listen, you, you have to see Adam Z so here. So it's a, it's a hand Hand-shake. across, uh-huh. slide, and, yeah. you hook, yeah. and then you shake, shake, and then you Let go. pull your hand back. But that is not a dab. That is... we. I did that growing up. That's like the... Yo, yo, what's happening, man? Go to see it, boom, yeah. and just the continuation and, snap it, and back. snap it back. Yeah. So these kids think they've invented something. It took my kid 15 minutes to teach me how to dab correctly. But you knew it already. And then there was a dab with a like a finger point, like a yeah. gun. Yeah, and like the eight. You gotta, and he's like, well, here's how you bring the three fingers in and point the finger. Like, yeah. I didn't have the dexterity to do no, that. No. But did you tell him that for every time you put one finger at one person, mm-hmm. there's three fingers pointing back at you? Hmm. I will next time Absolutely. I finger dab <laughs> with my son. And then the other... Uh, moment where he caught me was we were driving uh-huh. and a song came on the radio mm-hmm. and I knew the lyrics to it mm-hmm. and it was like one of these hip songs I forgot the lyrics now but it was it was like one of these sort of dance hall and I'm singing it and I'm like at the top of my lungs and I think I'm pretty cool because I yeah. know a modern song yeah. and what happens my son goes dad that's a Geico commercial that's a Geico commercial <laughs> so I knew the lyrics to a 30 second Geico commercial really really well and sure enough the voice comes on 15, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance and I'm like well don't I feel foolish it's all about brand marketing yeah, and brand marketing—that's so funny. Well, you had an interesting week. You know, I have—I have four children. Yeah, you do. So, so my weeks are always full of uh, various kind of challenges. three different time zones. Three, too, three right? different time zones. 
Uh, actually, Arizona is back on mountain time oh. zone. So now we just Phew. covered with, with right. two time just zones. Making sure that... You know, but my oldest, who I love very dearly... Uh, uh, received an offer for another kind of job within a company, and so she's trying to figure out: Do I take it? Do I not take it? Another company, the same company within the company. It'd be a, a parallel, you know, kind of move. Um, and so she, she's trying to figure out: Do I take it? Do I, I not take kids it? Are, they're they're comfortable taking five different jobs within three. And years. I, I think it's great, and I, I I commend her for it. She's a go getter, um, and I part of it is about just a new kind of supervisor. And trying to figure things out, you know, listen, it's the mid twenties. It's a quarter life crisis, right? So she's dealing with that, uh, Michigash, and I, yeah. I, my whole, and I came on to say, you're not going to make a mistake. It's just a choice. You're, you're, yeah. Life is going to be fine, but when we are in those moments, we get all freaked out because we're afraid to mess up. And so I love her. She's going to do great. I'm very proud of her. My son. Wait, three, is, she, is she taking the offer? Or is she still? We don't know yet. It? She's okay. still thinking about it. I haven't uh, yet learned. Hopefully, whatever she does, she's not going to make a mistake, yeah. right? That's how I feel. Uh, I know that. Uh, Alex, right, has learned all about adulting now, and it's not much fun. <laughs> He's like, adulting kind of sucks. Yeah. I wake up every morning, I go to work, and I come home. I'm like, and? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, that's what life is like. I'm like, well, that's what it is. That's why you graduated so fast. You wanted to get your job and get out into the world. And so he's, again, part of the quarter-life crisis trying to figure out his social life and his mechanisms. He's got great roommates. He's got a nice job. He's making money. I'm really proud of him. But now he's like at that point, like, this is the rest of my life. Remember those those statements. So that's good, Michaela. Oh, and that that doesn't even that doesn't even take into account the second job you'll have when you are a parent. Exactly. That's he, an, he doesn't know anything. Yet. Not, I'm like, dude, you got this is great. You, you still got you're still single. You got life, right? Then I have Michaela yep. with her finger. Who, oh yeah. And now it's starting to, to come apart and everything else, and she's freaked out. This is she the, broken, the broken the finger broken saga finger that continues. Uh, yeah. Okay, remember this is my fourth child, Bree. Yeah. Right. Uh, she had her 17th tooth, right? Say that fast. 17th I tooth. I can't. 17th tooth. I will bring my stunt double in to say that. 17th tooth pulled Oof. from her mouth. Oof. Now, this one was a wisdom tooth that was blocking a molar, her 12-year-old molar, Oof. from coming in. Does the molar have to be pulled, too? So, so no, the molar does not have to be pulled. Oh, Lord. Now, the other wisdom teeth were like little nubs. So, she's got in. We had that wisdom tooth pulled. Open up space for the wisdom tooth to come down. Mm-hmm. Seventeen teeth. So she was home this week like a star. I mean, she just this kid. Talk about resilient. This kid has had enough. Yeah. Busy right? week. Busy week. By the time she gets her other three wisdom teeth out, because that's, that's going to happen at some point. She's going to start looking like she's a hillbilly. She's going to have a full mouth of teeth pulled from her mouth. <laughs> so that was my week as a parent. Not even talking about work. That was my parent. Who, who week. has the bad teeth in the family? Like, who, who did she inherit she, that from? She just has a small mouth, I guess. No. We don't. It has been so that, that's been my right. role as a dad. It's, it has been a dad week. Uh, all four of them, all different days, having to deal with different issues. Wow! Mm. And now we're coming up on the holiday season. Yep. Right. So I don't think things are slowing down whatsoever. I mean, usually you get to this time of year, people start taking vacation. I feel like things are more hectic than they've ever been. See, for me, with you know, as a college professor, that's right. We got finals coming down. Yep. Speaking, You'll dial down. Right. Dial down. But we're we're gonna go visit my uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Oh, it's gonna be great in California. You know. I feel bad because normally we spend New Year's Eve with you, but we're taking a red eye back. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll survive. We're, we're going to survive and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make it up. Uh, so we're going to actually ramp things up because we're going back to California. Uh-huh. I, I'm going back to Cali. Which, by the way, did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with LL Cool J being inducted? Going back to Cali. Yeah, you got to do Cali. it. Oh, my God. He put on a great show. But yeah. I'm going back to Cali, right? Uh, post-grad, bringing the girls. I've never been there before, so I'm kind of excited to show them some, uh, 
some Cali. Uh, so that's awesome. It's you all going to wrap up. Coach Randy's old stopping ground. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It was in SoCal. Yeah. Well, well, try not to go too Hollywood on me. I, well, I would not. Because I, I don't want you coming back and using some of those cheap phrases, and then you're like, you know, sorry, uh, Adam D., I can't hang with you because, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a script. <laughs> well, are, isn't everybody in the business? Everybody's working? in the business working on yeah. a script. It doesn't matter who you are in Southern. Can I just Cal? take. I got a twenty-five, you know, twenty-four words left to pitch for you. I got a pitch for you. Here, here yeah. you go. Here's the yeah. situation. And, I, and I've got a, I've got a run to catch Scorsese. He's uh-huh. running into an elevator. Uh-huh. I have a pitch for him. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're a garbage man. You're in the business. Everybody's in the business. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, we got a guy who's in the comedy business, but he's also in the travel business, so he can help you get to Southern Cal if you want, at least by train. And that is Jonathan Waldman. That's coming up here on Bad to the Dead. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Social media, it's a thing. And if you are living in this century, you're probably on it in some way, shape, or form, even if you're just posting pictures. We post a lot of pictures on our social media. At Bad to the Dad is our handle. You can catch us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can even follow along on what's happening with Bad to the Dad on our LinkedIn profiles, both Coach Randy's and mine. Just type in Bad to the Dad, and sure enough, you'll see what all the upcoming episodes are all about. We've also got a website because you still have to have one of those. Badtothedad.com is what you want to punch up in your browser. That's badtothedad.com. You'll not only learn a little bit more about your hosts, probably some things you never wanted to learn about your hosts, but you can also download the episodes if, in fact, you can't download them on Apple or Spotify. And hopefully you can still download them on Apple or Spotify. And if you want to reach out to us, we like to be reached out to. And you can do that via email. The email is contactus at badtothedad.com. If you've got a show idea, guest idea, question for your hosts, question for your guests, contact us at badtothedad.com is the email that you want to use in order to connect with us. Very nice. Very nice intro today, Adam D. Well, we've been doing it, I don't know, 90-something, 94 times. 94 times. Well. Wow, and we have quite a guest for today. Well, this guest should be familiar to our most loyal listeners. Our most loyal. Yeah. Meeting the top six, seven people we well, know. The, the, anybody living in the top floor of this house yes. <laughs> where we record, right? Um, so we had Jonathan Waldman on our Father's Day comedy special. Yes, we did. Back in June. Well, we funny. downloaded in June. He's a funny fellow. Very, very funny fellow. So we'll get into a little bit of that. And not only is John, John's a lot like me. He's got the side hustle with comedy. And then he has a day job that actually pays the bills. He is a marketing exec in the travel business. He had worked for Marriott. Now he's with Amtrak. Mm-hmm. And that has to be a very interesting mode of transportation, mm-hmm. especially these days. Mm-hmm. So we certainly want to get into that. Jonathan Waldman, thanks so much for appearing again on Bad to the Dad. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. So, John, when we heard your comedy bit, we know you went through a, a form of surgery. I'm sure that many men of a certain age would love to have because it just puts the stops on any additional child rearing. Um, you said for your 40th birthday, you gave yourself a vet. Well, you didn't give yourself a vasectomy. You gave yourself the gift of a vasectomy. And uh, lo and behold, we know what your future holds as far as fatherhood. Did it hurt? 
Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's more of the mental, I think, you know, beforehand, I think it's more of the anxiety before, but afterwards, nah, it wasn't so bad. It was, you know, a day, a day or two of ice and, uh, and ice on your groin, and then you're good to go. You know, you, you walk funny for a couple of days after that, and then you're, you're, you're fine. It's what was all... it like with your leg in the stirrups? I've just got to know. I'm just curious. What's the visual? <laughs> there are no stirrups. You're just sitting there like, you know, legs and legs in different time zones and they, you know, they numb you and they go to work and, you know, like that, they're, they're done. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty quick. Well, mazel tov on a successful surgery. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, what better way to celebrate a 40th birthday? <laughs> and this was your idea, right? It was, it was, it was, uh, you know, well, you, that, well, that's not often the case, part. but I, I said, let me, let me just do this. Let's, you know, I think we're probably, you know, we're not going to have kids that are 12 years apart or whatever the difference was at that time. So let's just, let's just make it happen. Let's cut the cord. Literally. Yeah. yeah literally. Yeah. I, I'm sure with like a little bit of gaffers tape or a little, a little bit of the crazy glue, you could probably patch it back up together, but uh, this is not my area of expertise. So. No, I yeah, think that tape would work. Oh, gorilla, gorilla, yeah, yeah, Gorilla Glue. It, yes. really, it really does solidify. It does, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's they, they, gave me a, they gave me a soldering iron if I wanted to undo it on my own. It was like a do-it-yourself-at-home kit. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Floby, right? A you could flow-by. cut your own hair. You could do your own vasectomy. <laughs> I'd like to see if as seen on TV would actually produce <laughs> such a kit. So now, John, you're actually dealing with a surgery of a different kind, a little bit lower, lower region than what yeah. you did with the vasectomy. So you just had ACL surgery, and I can only imagine uh, what that's like being a dad and working from home when uh, you know the, the the leg is I don't know is leg up on a chair and you're a little less mobile. It's yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been up a lot. I've been on sitting on couches with like 20 pillows under it or on the bed. I mean, everywhere with like trying to keep it up. So it's, uh, it is, uh, it's not, 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 not a pretty surgery. I mean, it's either in and out same day and it's, you know, hour and a half, but, uh, it's everything that comes after with this one. And was it, did you tear it? Is that what happened? Yep. Full, full tear. I was playing basketball as, uh, you know, as uh, you know, the almost pro that I am, of course, on, uh, on, su- on a Sunday morning with a bunch of guys from our, from our, from my, our synagogue. And I just uh, ran into someone and fell to the ground. And that was, that was pretty much that. Um, so yeah, it uh, happened a couple months ago and finally just had the surgery about a week and a half ago. So that's what happens in, in a synagogue league. It's if somebody does Jewish not go league. down uh-huh. with an injury, yeah. then the game is not over. It <laughs> 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 was your turn. It was your turn to go down. Every, Absolutely. You know, the softball. There's always some guy. Yeah, that, a groin, that a hamstring. We get never out there. a vasectomy, though. You <laughs> never see a vasectomy. Never, 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 never. never. Yeah. No one goes on the IL for a vasectomy. Sorry, guys. I can't. Uh, I'm out for the next couple of weeks. Vasectomy. Uh, yeah. Vasectomy. Uh, it happened on the quarter. <laughs> Did you have any idea that, that was even on your radar to even have a torn ACL? No. In fact, because I wasn't like, you know, like when you watch, you know, NBA, NFL, where it happens a lot, you don't, there wasn't that, that kind of like twist or awkward awkward motion with it. I just, I rammed into someone. I'm not even, it's still not hundred percent sure what happened, but I know of like, I didn't feel right. And I was able to walk, you know, half hour after I was able to walk a little bit and kind of walk it off. I was still in pain, but I didn't think that, but it was the next day and the doctor was like, well, it's definitely a sprain. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely swollen, but something else is wrong. And I didn't, I still didn't think ACL, but you know, three days later when the MRI came back, he was like, yeah, it's a full tear. I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. And a full tear means like it's going to take like a year to uh, to get through. I mean, the professionals do it quicker because they got doctors on a regular basis. How long of a time is it going to take for you to rehab? So what I've been told is six months. So I, I could be playing basketball again six months. So full like, you know, full contact, six months, three months. I think I could be running, um, you know, I think even like, you know, two months, probably walking pretty 
pretty normally. So it's actually fairly quick because I think once you have the surgery, whether it was a full tear or partial tear, the surgery is the same. It's like they basically they take, they take either a uh, ligament from, from your, your hamstring or from a cadaver, or I think there are other options too. I think sometimes, you know, did you get you have any pork inside you now? But what's that? Sometimes you pick. Pigs. Yeah, no, yeah, not that I know of, not that I know of, I think, cause they gave me the choice. So I chose my hamstring. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, if they gave me with cadaver, I was going to ask if I could choose who it was coming from. I'd like a, you know, really athletic person, but they don't give you a choice. <laughs> so I thought given that I was going to go with myself. <laughs> what a good yeah. dead athlete. So John, are you, are you milking this thing at home? Like, um, are you using every possible excuse to be weighted on hand and foot? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's rare that I can do this. Um, and really never have been able to do this. So a hundred percent. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can't, I can't pour the, pour the juice. My, uh, my knee surgery. I can't do it. Sorry. My leg hurts. You know, my leg hurts. Yeah. My leg, my bell? leg. I got the little bell. Ding, ling, 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 ling. I don't, I don't in the modern era. It's just, you know, if no one's nearby, just call or text. I'm like, Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on down. Use yourself. I need ice. <laughs> you have to find a way to stretch this thing beyond six months. So you, know, you can get, you can get your son Aaron to, you know, come down to the basement or wherever it is that you're sleeping and, uh, you know, make sure that those, those fluffy croissants, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I definitely plan on milking it He's as long as I can. He's got to be the one that to you, not you. That's right. That's right. No, no, I, I'm going to milk it for sure. I mean, listen, it's it's in it's in my as you know, it's in my family nature. Uh, we milk birthdays sometimes for three to six months after they happen. So why not milk in a serious injury for, you know, at least that long? And all in the fortieth year of life, right? Well, no, the vasectomy was in my fortieth. Now this is my forty-fifth. So. Oh, yeah. wow. So. Uh, what are you going to do for your fifty? Yeah, I got to tell you. What's, 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 What's the package there? You know, it's a good question. I'm thinking maybe, you know, other ACL, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah, under the meniscus. The meniscus yeah. is not a meniscus. bad idea. Oh, no, there's going to be something colon related at that. <laughs> colon, yeah. That, yeah. There it is. You know, and they're, but they're doing them earlier and earlier. Yeah, not that I want to make this a show about, you know, men. No, but it's but the best sleep you'll ever have. The best sleep you'll ever have. That's what I, that's what I keep hearing. I can tell you yeah. that. I, I, Everyone I, tells me that. Of it. I, and I'm, I'm due for my second one pretty soon. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm you're, all on board. you're not due for it. You're scheduling it because you want to take that. Oh, nap. because it's all about the sleep. It's yeah. all about the sleep. <laughs> all right. So we know, we know all about Jonathan's uh, injury history here. And uh, we know he's been doing, doing some comedy, although it's hard to do stand up when you're sitting down with <laughs> An ACL, so we'll get uh, into the comedy a little later on. But we also teed up Jonathan as a marketing executive who's been in the travel industry. You're with Amtrak now. So yes. Amtrak is the train company. And Absolutely. We're in the midst. What do you got? A hat there? Look at that. Oh, 50, yeah. 50 years of Amtrak. Fifty years. You, you caught me. You, you for caught me in for Amtrak. Amtrak is yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So I know you had just joined up uh, within the year, right? So this is a yes. recent endeavor for you, but it's very timely because we're still de still dealing with COVID. We just uh, had Thanksgiving a couple of weeks ago where people were, you know, running around with the hair on fire, trying to get on flights. Flights are being canceled. The airports are just a, a hot mess. How has Amtrak been affected by COVID and has it been a good alternative for people? Yeah, so uh, yeah, a couple of parts to that. So I think the first thing is, I think like, like everyone else, initially Amtrak was decimated. Like they went from, you know, you know, train every multiple trains every hour to almost none. And just, you know, trains like 90, 95% empty um, in the initial days and months of COVID. But um, it actually started to, I think things have started to rebound more quickly, especially I could say like a, you know, even like a year ago, things were starting to like, you know, be on the upswing because 
couple, for a couple of reasons. One is people felt, um, especially on long distance trains, people felt more safe uh, on a train than on a plane because they could say, look, I'm going to go down to Florida. Yeah, it takes a lot more time, but I can get my own room. So even though there are other people on this train with me, I'm pretty much going to be mostly by myself the whole time. And yeah, I might go to the, you know, go get food or whatever, but I'm by myself or with my family and not, uh, not with the masses on the plane. And you know, I think that also just the, the mental thing that you're not in this tin can in the sky that, yeah, the door is open. You know, there's, there is actually fresh air coming in. So I think that's a piece of it too. So I think people started feeling more safe with that on some of the longer distance trains and the last year, I mean, it's just, as all travels come back, I think Amtrak's come back even faster in some ways, not all, all lines everywhere, but um, it's been, it's been fascinating to see how much, how many people are taking the trains and how, you know, it's not quite back to where we were, but certainly getting there. You know, so it's interesting because we see and read over a lot of challenges of masks and planes and these poor stewardess and attendants are just getting destroyed i don't hear many people getting you know getting thrown down and beat down on amtrak trains can you explain oh. to me why the difference what, what are I, you doing what what's the magic pill you're offering you putting something in that water down there well we do we do inject them with something when they get on the train they don't know it but we do so that's i think part <laughs> of it too it kind of like they're like almost almost uh you know put to sleep but not really it's kind of like a light sleep like what you get for a colonoscopy no it's um it's uh it's, I don't know. It's funny because we like, because, you know, I see all the, you know, the news inside about what's going on in the trains. And like, I, I don't think I've seen anything, maybe a couple here or there where people don't want to, don't want to wear the mask. I, I, I don't know. It's, um, you know, there are, I mean, if you, you look at the aggregate, probably there are not as many trains out there as there are flights. So you're bound to have just by numbers, you're bound to have more incidents. But I think something about people getting on planes, even before COVID, there's just this like, People, some some people just something snaps, and I don't know what it is, but yeah, we've had been almost incident free as far as people. You know, it's a federal mandate; the masks are supposed to be on. People wear their masks unless they're eating or drinking, and you know, it's been a not non issue. We, I've been on the trains a few times since uh, since the this last spring. Never seen an issue. Never seen anyone refuse to put on. So I don't know exactly why, other than I just get the sense like it's just. It's not a plane, you know, and I, I love to fly too. Um, but it's not that like, hey, we're in a plane, and just you know, we can we can be crazy. Like we're 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 you know, we're thirty thousand feet up in the air, so we can do what we want. So I I, I don't know, honestly. Well, you know, also people are on trains more frequent frequently, right? I guess even before the pandemic, and it's starting to pick up now. People in certain cities, they were used to taking trains to commute. Yeah, on subways, um, you know, even those short distances like, you know, we're in New Jersey. So like that New York to Boston, New York to D.C. corridor, it was something you did probably more regularly than getting on a plane. So maybe they just knew how to behave a little more because they were. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. I mean, especially here, I think there's like, you know, this northeast corridor from like where I am in D.C. to, you know, up to Boston. It's yeah, people were probably taking it all the time. You know, people probably Mm -hmm. took it multiple times a week. So, yeah, I think definitely people were much more used to it and. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it too. And you said you could get your own, your own room on the train. Uh, you can on long, like not if I want to go from here to New York, I think there actually is one train that has like, it's like the overnight train. You can get a room, but generally not. But if you want to go from like here to Florida or here to LA or Chicago, any of those longer distance trains, yeah, yeah, you can get, you can get a room. Um, so you get your own, and I've you know, I've seen the rooms. They're you know they're 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 tight, but uh, the cruise you know, ship rooms, like cruise ship rooms, probably yeah. I mean it's um, interesting configuration. I mean you can, I think they have like you know they have like 
you know, the small size or a less small size. And, uh, you know, it's basically for like a max of a family of four. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of them have their own bathrooms in it. Some don't. And uh, yeah, it's a great, you know, great way to travel. If you've got, as long as you've got some time to go, you know, say you're going from New York to Chicago, it's going to be an overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but, you know, if you want that privacy and you have the time, why not? That's great. And just want to make this very clear. You're not really injecting people with any kind of thing. That was sarcasm. That is, that is That's true. sarcasm. Very so true. listeners understand That's that is sarcasm. Element, yes. Yes. John Walden. Very I mean, clear. You want to make that yes. sarcasm and uh-huh. there's nothing going on. There's no kind of tracing of uh, government, you know, implanting any kind of uh, <laughs> chips or anything. That was right. Because, you know, QAnon is listening, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. All the conspiracy <laughs> theorists, all the, all the anti-vaxxers, and, they're, and, they're listening. And we're there. anti-political. So I just want to make it very yes. clear that no one's getting shot up with any kind of uh, tracking device. But I'm sure if you wanted to and you're you're getting that first class ticket, it it might be it's part of the package. Yeah, you could pay for it. You could upcharge for it. Yeah. John, um, we mentioned that, you know, you are a marketing executive, but what specifically do you do? What do you market? So I market, I work in the loyalty program. So much like when I was at Marriott, I was in their loyalty program for many years. I'm in Amtrak's loyalty program, Amtrak Guest Rewards, mm-hmm. uh, with a focus on the credit card. So my my job is to, we, you know, we have this amazing credit card product is to get more people to sign up for the credit card. So it benefits, uh, you know, they get a tremendous benefit out of it. Of course, uh, of course we do as well because they travel with us more. So uh, yeah, it's a it's fascinating business and kind of a business within a business and, uh, you know, learning a lot by the day. Mm-hmm. Nice. So if uh, if I was looking to you know join up a loyalty program for Amtrak, you know what's my profile? Am I am I the kind of person who signs up for loyalty programs at uh, at other services, or you know are you finding that your your core consumer is somebody that is just hyper loyal to Amtrak? They're train and train only. Um, there's a little bit of both. There def- we definitely have the train people who are like loyal to Amtrak. will take the train everywhere they can go. Um, of course, in many cases, those are the people, folks who live here on the East Coast, near the, in the Northeast, um, where it's more of a luxury that they can do that. Um, but you, but you have a lot of that. But you also have the people who are like, you know, yeah, I'm in, I'm in every hotel program, I'm in every airline program, and it's just, you know, I'll get which, whichever rate is best that day or. Um, for, the, for my timing, that's what I'm going to take. And I'll make sure I get my points and see what kind of offers there are. So you definitely have, we have a lot of people who, you know, the points junkies who just play, you know, they play the game with the rest of them and they wait for the big credit card offers. They wait for the bonus points, et cetera. You know, so I'll be honest with you, Jonathan, I, uh, I have two older kids who don't live, you know, they live out of state, but I, I have a 15 year old daughter's a sophomore and 13 year old. And I've had a rule about where I want my girls to go to college. I mean, it's no longer, no further than an eight hour drive because I want to be able to like, I don't, I don't want to miss that part of life. But now I'm hearing maybe the train might be a nice, safe option that's affordable because the cost of airfare is through the roof. Like my kids go to Florida, it's unbelievable cost. How's the cost price and experience different between a train and the airfare? You know, if you book, I know that if you book, and I don't work on that side of it, but I know enough now that if you book, you know, kind of like with planes to some degree, if you book far out, mm-hmm. um, you can generally get pretty good deals and I think better pricing. And also there are very often, there are often sales. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you look today and it's, you know, you're like, oh, I want to go from here to let's say Chicago, it's too expensive. You know, there's a good chance you look back within the next week or two weeks, there's going to be some sort of sale on that route or just, you know, overall. So I, I would say pretty good. 
you know, you just have the challenge there where if it's not here in the Northeast, that it's not, you don't have the same frequency. So like, if I want to go to, from here to Chicago, I can do it. They're train, they're daily trains, but there's one daily train. So as opposed yeah. to Chicago by plane, there of course are, you know, multiple. probably multiple flights an hour. That's right. All right. Um, so that's just the, the trade-off there. It's you just, you know, you don't have that kind of frequency and, um, you know, kind of like it's, you know, you don't, you don't have to deal with traffic on the roads, but you also don't have, you know, generally there's, you know, we don't have a lot of traffic on the rails, but a lot of our, um, our rails, we actually don't own. So we're also subject to, if there's freight lines ahead of us, it slows the trains down. So you, you know, it's not uncommon to see trains that are delayed by sometimes by a lot, um, by things that are just out of our, out of our control. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a nice experience. You know, last time I took an Amtrak, it was from Newark down to DC for a conference and it was there in three hours. Usually I drive, you know, John and I actually used to live in DC and we would always talk about all the mayhem we were dealing with, uh, you know, getting from, from DC back up to New Jersey and, and back. And that's about a four, sometimes five hour drive, depending on what's going on the roadway. So, you know, three hours, uh, about 80 bucks, uh, one way was, uh, it was not, not a terrible endeavor, probably more than I would normally spend when I was driving, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a uh, trade-offs there's trade-offs, and uh, getting, there, getting there an hour earlier and, you know, without traffic and having to deal with, you know, thousands of my best friends on the New Jersey turnpike, <laughs> not a terrible deal. Do you, no. you travel, do you travel a lot because of the job? Um, not yet. I think just because we're still in this, like slowly coming out of COVID phase. Um, I haven't traveled yet for work, but I think probably some trips coming up in the next few months. So I will soon, but not, I don't think it'll ever be like a regular thing for me. So as a, as a side hustle comedian, does this give you more material to work with or is it not quite? You as, know, uh, I hasn't yet. I just probably because I haven't been on the trains enough uh, since I started, but I think for sure there will, cause I'm always looking for material. So mm-hmm. um, I, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, a few more, a few more months here and a few more, a few more trips for me and yeah, in, 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 in the industry, there'll definitely be more material. Yeah. There's always something about sitting next to that weird person. Uh, I, right. I get it on play. I'm always sitting next to, like the least desirable human being <laughs> or specimen on a plane, I'm sure that I could probably find a, a, a real champion on an Amtrak train as well. And one and and one and one nuance of trains, especially like here in the Northeast, is some of the trains you have the tables, so you've got like you you, you get you know there's no individual seats left. So you're at a table for four, and you're you know you're not not only could you be next to someone undesirable, you got the two two undesirables across from you as well. So. You know, it's, you, you've got that too, which you don't, you don't typically get on an airplane or ever get on an airplane. Like, it's like the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or as I call it, Russian roulette with yes. people. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Now you have to make eye contact with them the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or avoid a, lot a lot of reading material. A lot of reading material. Yes. A very, very long, you know, and wide newspaper. Uh, John, <laughs> we were, you know, kind of hinting at the comedy here and there. I know before you left Marriott, you actually did stand up, not only in front of the whole corporate office, but like the CEO of yes. Marriott. So um, look, it can be very uh, nerve wracking to do comedy in front of like 20 of your best friends at a restaurant. I can only imagine what it was like doing stand up in front of the CEO of Marriott and all of your coworkers. Did you think yeah. this was going to be career suicide? Uh, yes, I did. I was because also I'll be honest, I had no idea. Like I, you know, we, they, we, this is the first time Marriott had done this was like their, you know, first annual, uh, I think they called it Merit's Got Talent, talent show. And I was like, all right. And then they made it like, you know, there'd be a few people out and out in the uh, outside in the backyard of the building. And, uh, 
and whoever shows up great. So I auditioned for it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be fine. It's great. First I'm told I'm the opening act. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can, I can handle that. And then I go up there and there's like, I had to be over, I think, you know, probably 800, maybe a thousand people. And I see CEO, everybody who worked at the building with the last name of Marriott was sitting there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, that was the first time I was ever like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. And they're not F up, right? Right. I was like, I'm, this is like, I am, I'm done. Like, this is my last, probably my last, last week on the job. But did you have to change up your material when you realized, oh my goodness, Bill Marriott is sitting well, in the it's funny. I didn't have to change it up because of that, but I, I did. So I did. Everyone had to audition to be to be part of the show, and I did audition with some of my some of my yes yes some of my vasectomy material, and but all it was the very clean part stuff of it. And five minutes before the show, uh, the person who was running the show she came up to me and she said, "Yeah, the vasectomy stuff we we probably don't want to do that. It could offend people." And I was like, "Oh." That's okay. my act. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I mean, what, what, what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? So, so five minutes before when I'm on the opening act, I've got to figure out new, completely new material that I've never even been tried before. And, and then I, and then I see the CEO, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster, but it actually worked out. It worked out great. Bravo. <laughs> so these are the situations we need to be put in. That's right? resilience. So adapt, adaptability. And now you're probably more incentivized to get back on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that, and that sadly, because of, COVID and just, I think other, you know, time other, you know, time challenges that year. I think, I think that may have been the last time I was on stage. We got to get you back oh, up yeah. there. And how Absolutely. do your kids, I mean, did you a little bit, how do your kids, how does your family, I know you have a wonderful wife. What do they think about you and your comedy and your job at Amtrak? Um, so for the comedy part, it's funny. They love it. They love that I do it. Um, you know, I've made a point um, probably for the health of, of, of everybody to not really focus much on my, my material on the family, specifically leaving my, you know, my wife mostly out of it. She's, she's part of the stories, but not, uh, not the focal point. I usually, it's more I'm beating myself up than, than anything else. Um, so they love that I do it. My wife came to, I think almost every one of my shows, but beforehand when she could not, not like the work one, but um, she was, you know, she, she was a big supporter of it. She loved that I did it. And my son, who's, he's 15, he loves, you know, he, he thinks he'll be the next comedian in the family, but I guess we all do. But uh, he, uh, he loves that I do it too. He doesn't want to hear about the topic sometimes, but he, he, he loves that it's, uh, you know, to think that I do. So very, very supportive. Well, and it, I think. I was going to oh, say, sorry. as Coach Randy knows, half of my act <laughs> is about the foibles with my son and daughter. Yes. So, you know, he saw my it's all about family. It's pretty much. Oh, it's absolutely. all about families are yes. all on that. I mean, just... mo mostly it ends with my son or daughter leaving the room after I speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say for me, like I've got, I feel like I've got like hours of untapped material just about my mom. I mean, she's just, and I, it's not even someone I live with, yeah, you know, day it, day, it's given. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's been true that just writes itself. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So no, what was, what are some things that you like doing with uh, with your kids and family that when you're not being the comedian, when you're not being the uh, the marketing exec that you are? Sure. Uh, I mean, we, we you know one thing is you know even before this, lo always love to travel. So um, you know the the, the 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 COVID time where there was no travel was a you know was tough for all of us. But I think just getting out there and traveling and just doing you know just doing anything um, you know different change of scenery is uh, is big for us. We all love that. Um, you know, my son and I, one big thing that we've really started doing is we're trying to get big sports fans. So we love, we're trying to get to all the baseball stadiums out there. So we've what been a keeping, cool idea. Yeah. We've been keeping track. We knocked a bunch off. We, you know, we had a lull for a couple of years and then we knocked a bunch off this summer. So, um, that's, I'm hoping before he starts college, he's now in 10th grade, we can get to all, all 30. So you're, are, you, are you talking even the ones out in the West coast, all in Arizona, California, Colorado, 
Exactly. So what's what's missing, John? What what are some of the stadiums you haven't hit yet? Well, there? for me, uh, well, for me, there's I think there's only I want to say there's only five. I haven't been to St. Louis or Kansas City. I haven't been to any of the either of the Texas ones, and I I think um, uh, Anaheim. I think that's the only five for me. Wow. That's pretty good. That's not yeah. so bad. You've gotten around. No, for 45 yeah. years, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, what makes it challenging is mm-hmm. these teams, because mm-hmm. they hold the towns hostage, yeah. they just keep building new stadiums. Yeah. Like yeah. Atlanta <laughs> and the Texas Rangers. Yes. Like they just built new yeah, stadiums, stadiums like right. 20 years ago, and right. now they want a new stadium. So now you have to kind of hit the reset button right. and visit those all over again. Yeah. And we were lucky. We happened to be in Atlanta a couple of years ago and they had already opened the new stadium. So we're like, oh, like we're going to go to go to go to a game. So we can cross and I never even had a chance to get to either of the other old stadiums. So um, yeah, we knocked that one off the list. What's your favorite or what's yours and Aaron's favorite? We have a lot of disputes about this, you know, friendly disputes, but I would say Pittsburgh's up there. Um, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Candlestick park or the new, the new one, the new one or newish one. But yeah. yeah. Even I want to say like Denver's a beautiful stadium. Rocky stadium. Coors stadium. Yeah, they're they're a bunch like that. I mean, but but also, you know, going a little older, um, Baltimore. Baltimore is just a beautiful stadium. I mean, opened, I think, early 90s, Camden Yards, beautiful, beautiful stadium. And they 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 did it right. Not a fan of the team, but you know, love love the stadium. So who's your team? I'm uh because I'm you know born and born and raised up in the uh New York area, big Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also just come to embrace the Nats here since we've been living here for so long. National, yeah. We we had the pleasure of joining you on a game of a July Fourth, right. which yeah. was it's a beautiful that was stadium. Your first time that was my first time Nationals there. Park. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Nice. that's a good stadium too. You know, very yes. friendly. I always feel like it has a minor league atmosphere, major league team. Yeah, that's great. Had some recent success. Um, you know, breaking up the team this past year aside, yeah. they. They've actually been pretty successful for a team that had to move from another city, yeah. create a whole new identity and build their fan base. And it was a fan base that was already in love with Baltimore. Yes. Uh, the Orioles, that was about 40 minutes away. So they, they did a really good job. That's a great yeah. thing to separate. Now, one of the things we do have here is we bring our uh, conversation home, which has uh, been a wonderful time talking with you, Jonathan, in this regard, is you have something here called Dadvice. And Dadvice is advice that you have for dads. And it can take us from whichever way you want, whether it's from a professional perspective, personal, you have so much to share. What kind of dad advice do you have for our listeners? Ooh, it's a good question. I think for me, it's like, just pick, you know, when to pick your battles. Cause I know, especially, you know, my son's a teenage boy. We've, we all have teenagers here on this and um, God, it can be challenging sometimes. So there are times I'm just like, I feel like I'm ready to, ready to go with him and, get into that argument, but I'm like, sometimes, you know what, it's just not worth it. I don't have the energy. So I, I, I think, especially cause we only have one. So all, all of the, all of the, 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 the frustration and sometimes is focused on one kid. I, I would say, just pick your, pick your battles. And uh, you know, not, not, not everything is uh, worth going, going nuts about at least, at least for me. And I, and I say that I don't always, you know, live that advice. I try to, but I think that's the best thing. Cause afterwards I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, heard, we've heard a few of them. That seems yeah. to be like a theme this year. Pick yeah. and choose your battles. Pick and, and I think it's because we've had a lot of guests on who have kids roughly around Aaron's age. Yeah, you know, they're teenagers. Sort of either that preteen or middle teens. And they are starting to challenge us a little more than they ever have, or they're challenging us in a different way, yeah. parents, and really starting to come to grips with you know who they are. You mm-hmm. know, what is their identity? 
how do I separate myself? How do I get out of my kid's shadow? And sometimes that comes with, you know, pushing buttons a little bit. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, he, yeah, some, there are some days where, you know, we can ask, ask him what the weather is. He'll say it's raining out, but it's, you know, perfectly sunny. Everything will be just, you know, opposite just because. So, yeah. yep. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's very, very true. <laughs> I think we all have somebody like that in our mm-hmm. in our house, even if it's just temporary. <laughs> so very good, John. The great great dad advice, and you know, thanks for uh, pulling back the curtain on Amtrak and all they have to offer. I think uh, Coach Randy and I are going to start considering taking the train a little bit more, especially on those uh, northeast corridor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, where we would have taken a, a short flight. Maybe the train is the way to go, or you know, instead of uh, doing the long drive, it doesn't seem uh, any more of a hassle than you know getting on a train and. And just, you know, doing a, an abbreviated uh, ride to wherever our destination is. Um, I highly recommend listeners that you go back into the vault mm-hmm. and check out our upload for June. It's the Father's Day comedy special. And Jonathan is one of our comedians. You can hear the whole vasectomy bit and more <laughs> on that episode. It's great stuff. And John, we hope you heal quick. And we also okay. hope that you get back on stage so we can hear some more train related material. Definitely. <laughs> right. I know that the vasectomy is your piece de resistance, but I know that there's a lot more material in you. So oh, for sure. Forward to that. John Waldman has been our guest on Bad to the Dad. Thanks so much. And uh, wish you the best of luck. Happy holidays. Thank you. My pleasure. Happy to be here. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding. Visit BermanBranding.com. You'll really enjoy all of the marketing, web design, graphic design, and marketing business consultation that Becky and her outstanding team will provide to you. She's working with Coach Randy. She can work with you, put together a whole business plan, whole marketing plan. You're not just going to get a lot of cute designs and memes. You're really going to get insights. You're really going to get a tried-and-true plan that's going to help your business grow. That's Becky Berman and Berman Branding. Visit them at BermanBranding.com. Coach, want to thank Jonathan Waldman, comedian and travel marketing executive, for coming on Bad to the Dad. Learned a lot about what Amtrak can do for I us. Say, if, I'm if we want to, If we want to use that as an alternative. I, I, I learned a lot. I did. Yeah. I, I didn't expect that. I, I, I've known him for a while. I've met him. He's a really, really funny guy. He was just here to celebrate the, 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 the bar mitzvah. Yep. Um, and I knew he had the surgery. Um, but and under the knife a lot. Some no, voluntarily yeah, yeah. and some... No, but it was... Uh, I was expecting just a nice conversation with an old friend. Yeah. And Amtrak, I, I would seriously consider Amtrak as an option. I, I would say even for those short yeah. those short rides up yeah. and down, you know, Boston to D.C., yeah. maybe even a little further south. And that private car thing, oh, that, that sounds really attractive. Well, Especially I, if you have your own bathroom. If you your own bathroom and your own friends, there's no place to go. You would just sit there and you mask off because you're in the same room. Yeah. All right, so know. we'll give it a shot. Maybe as we do the uh, the road show, the Bad to the Dead road show. As soon as we get to it. Yeah. I like the fact that he, one of his goals is to go to every single ballpark with his... Uh, That's fun. His son. You know, yeah. I, I, I think you've done some of that too with Aiden. We, we started, I mean, I haven't hit as many as, as he has. And it looks like he's got to get those Midwestern yeah. ballparks out of the way. But there, we've, you know, we've done Camden and, you know, all the ones that are like within a, 
a five-hour radius, although we haven't done Fenway yet. Yeah. How, how, how do Fenway? I don't know. It's like one of those it's such an easy place. you take for granted. Yeah, you can just I think get up there. as a Yankee fan myself, uh, my stomach kind of turns when I... Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be for that moment, the special... You don't yeah. have to go watch him play a Yankees. No, no, no. We'll, we'll watch him play, you know, the Blue Jays yeah. or something, and I'll have no skin in the yeah. game. Yeah, so you could go and watch him and just root for the Blue Jays. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> under my breath, because I don't want to get beat up. But one yeah. of those classic... Yeah, no, I mean, I, there's one thing I do, and I talk to my dad. I don't know if it'll happen, is, uh, as you know, we're big bourbon drinkers. Uh, they have this uh, tour, which maybe we, we could do it. Maybe not my dad, just you and I would do yeah. it. I think you'd have fun. Is this little Kentucky kind of train that goes around all different locations for bourbon So we'll things. take the Amtrak into Louisville. Yes. And then hop another train. Okay. To go down that. So I don't know. I think it'd wow, be, fun. be fun. I think it'd be fun. So that was something. And you do it at trip. So you don't have to drive from distillery to, to distillery. Yeah, you could just, you could just go and, and Well, what are we fun. waiting for? The Buffalo Trace ones. Well, let's, let's, let's I think Dan the Bourbon. Remember Dan the Bourbon? Dan, Dan the Bourbon Man. We had him on last season. Yes, we did. Was it two so. seasons ago? I don't even remember anymore. I can't count that far back. Yeah. My mind doesn't go that way. But it was, those are things like those father son moments. Uh, I would love to have done that with my son to hit all the different ballparks. I, I kind of wish I could go back and. Do that again. That would have been really neat to do. Yeah. Well, maybe if he uh, takes a long break. Yeah. You hit at least a few. You know. And it's so, especially those that are in the you know, close areas. proximity yeah. close. to one another. Yeah. And, and living in the Northeast, we're spoiled because there are so many, there are so many. stadiums and teams that are, again, just within a couple hours. Of and, and in California, if you don't mind driving that whole, it's a long drive all the way to California yeah. coast, but there's a lot within California, Arizona area. Well, so. even within two hours, right? You have the Padres, yeah, yeah. you have the Angels, and you have the Dodgers. Uh, and then you have the A's. And then we gotta got to shoot up to the Bay Area. And you got the and you got the uh, the Giants, and mm-hmm. if you want to go up a little bit further, you got the uh, you got the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And if you go a little bit so, you know lower down into to Arizona, you've got the Diamondbacks. We're mapping it all out. The West I'm, Coast road trip. It would be Coach Randy a, and Adam D. Look out for it. Oh, on the road. Future episode. There you go. I think it'll be great. So this is episode number eleven. Yes. Next week we will be uploading our final episode of the season, episode twelve. That'll be our ninety fifth episode. And we're rounding it out with another blast from my past. Mm-hmm. My former boss, Dave Eberson. Oh, great. Yeah, what from you... from Stryker. Not just uh, a former boss, but still a very, very good friend. And while I'm sure you're going to want to dig up some dirt about me and how, uh, how good know, of an I'm, employee I've I was. I've got tons of dirt on you. I've got, I got so yeah. much dirt you cut with some water, i got a lot of mud. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another way, you know, to get your shovel out yeah. and dig up even more. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've ever spoken to any of my bosses yeah, no. about... How, how how good of an employee I Absolutely. was, or at least uh, I was you're an leg- amazing. I was employee. a legend in my own mind. I mean, you you were you were an employee of employees. Yes, I was an employee of the month every month. Absolutely, yeah, according to me. Well, and I would yeah. I would according to me too. But here's what you'd like about Dave Everson. Yeah. He is a Fletch aficionado. Really? Yeah. Caddyshack. Yeah. All the Chevy Chase films. Oh, I'm so Maybe excited. not so much the Mel Brooks films, but definitely all the Chevy Chase So we're Chase going Chevy Cannon. Chase. All right, I'm going to go back this week and... Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, that very too. nice. Good. Seinfeld. All right, so... So I think half is of he, the... Is he a middler? Oh, he would be a great middler. Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about and you don't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, this is the person who sits in the middle of the table during a dinner party mm-hmm. who can carry the conversation. conversation. So, and he Funny, could, entertaining. And you think he could be a middler? He could carry the conversation? Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, we're going to put him in the middle and see what happens next week. I I don't think you'll be disappointed. All right. Dave Eberson, next week on our season finale of Bad to the Dad. Dads, have a great week and stay Bad to the Dad. (laughs) 